People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm your co-host, Joe. I'm here with Matt. Matt, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Back for episode 128. Can you believe it? I can't because I'm bald. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are here on Cinco de Mayo. Happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I forgot for, the, for those of you who don't know, Cinco de Mayo is the celebration of the Mexican army uh, staving off the French from uh, colonizing Mexico and subsequently helping the um, the southern U.S. In, in, in their efforts during the wars. Kudos to, to all my fellow Mexican-Americans out there. But for as great as they are, certainly they are no match for a man on a mission with a forklift. Uh-oh, hard to beat a forklift. Eddie Guerrero. Has... Hey, I just want to talk to you. Nick, Nick Patrick says, wait a second. We're going to One throw... moment. Espera me. Quiero hablar con ustedes. Quiero hablar con ustedes. One moment, man. I thought he was in Relax. Japan. Let me talk to you. For an extended period Relax. of time. Just let me talk to you and relax. Okay? I got one question for you. What has Eric Bischoff done for you? What has Eric Bischoff done for you? That's exactly what. He hasn't done nothing for you. Just like you and you and me. He's got us wrestling each other week in and week out. Right? We're wrestling each other. He never gives us the opportunity to wrestle somebody else. To try and climb the ladder of success, you could say. He doesn't give you any money to where you can get your own rent-a-car. Huh? All you guys have to share a rent-a-car. And I'm talking there's five, six guys to one car, three or four guys to one room. Who's got all the money? It looks pretty full to me in here tonight. It's rocking and rolling, but who's rolling around in the money. Hey, if you don't have your nose work, Eric Bischoff has his nose. Hollywood, Hogan. If you ain't part of his clique, then you're not gonna make any money. They get the Lear Jets, they get the limos, they get everything. They get to wrestle whoever they want and when they want. And they're always the main event. And you know what? He probably even couldn't tie your wrestling shoes. I don't think they have a limousine uh, tonight. Not now, they don't. So I'm telling you this right now. I can't do nothing by myself. You can't do it by yourself or you. But we can do it together. United, La Raza, man. I'm talking about what we are. We're Latino. I want you guys to join me, man. LWO, Latino World Order. 
against you. You want to be part of the clan? You want to be together? Put these on, boys, and follow me. Now, Eric Bischoff, I'm telling you one thing. We are going to do what it takes to get our piece of the cake. And you know what you can do, Eric. Right here. And he means it. Boy, does he ever. Eddie Guerrero is forceful and as serious as we've ever seen him. And he developed his own organization, the LW, the Latino World Order. I had my, my daily intake of Mexican food. I hope everybody else out there did too. Rain, and, rain uh, check. Rain check. <laughs> <laughs> also, really quick, happy belated Bullet Club Day. Yes, yes. That I did celebrate. Excellent, excellent. Um, and I, We're going to start with Bullet Club news here on, on the 20 by 20 crew. during Wrestling Dontaku. That is the current stint of their tour. You know, I, I could never... I mean, you know, we always talk New Japan and their booking and how just when you think you know how it's going to be booked, they, they swerve you. And they always seem to get me. And I could tell you right now, I don't think I've ever seen this coming. First of all, you know, you have, as we talked last episode, the Bullet Club is now G-O-D-less. Mm-hmm. And that in it of itself is weird because they've been Bullet Club for so damn long. Yeah, Tamatanga original. In original. Yeah. So, but now they are on the outs. Here you have, surprisingly, the Good Brothers coming back to New Japan after all this time. What was it seven years? No, it can't be seven years. It wasn't quite seven years, but yeah, it's been somewhere a around of years. there, right? Yeah. It's just they come back. They're Bullet Club now. Bullet Club in New Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that in and of itself is is kind of shocking to me, but even more so, hometown boy Juice Robinson is now Bullet Club. 
Yeah, a heavy shocker there. Uh, I, I saw that. Uh, I, I didn't see it transpire yet. I have I've yet to do that over on uh, New Japan World. But just hearing that news is like I I still can't fathom it. Your thoughts, man? Like I mean, you know, we originally this was a faction of all gaijin. Mm-hmm. You know, non all non-Japanese wrestlers, and uh, so, you know, Juice has that covered, but did you ever think <laughs> you'd hear Juice Robinson being part of the Bullet Club? No, to, to, the initial reaction was definitely uh, a little bit of shock. I The downside of the New Japan for me is always going to be where I live. You know, I mean, it's um, it did get spoiled for me. I watched it. I put, I, I put on Wrestling Dotaku... Literally, like, 30 minutes after I saw the spoiler online. Okay. It, it's it's part of uh, the, the price you pay being a fan of uh, live Japanese wrestling and you live in the United States and you have social media. When it happened, when I, when I looked at it, I was like, well, that to me, it, it didn't make sense. Because Juice Robinson has always been a guy that... It, it's not really... I mean, again, it's pro, it's pro wrestling and, and anybody could be part of any group and, and potentially work. Juice Robinson was the complete opposite of everything that the Bullet Club represented. There never was a time during this era or the original era where a guy like him would just would fit in. It, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, if you go, if 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 the timing was more of the, along the lines of the the elite era, I can I potentially could see it. But like right now when I when I when I, when he initially was un- unveiled, I was just I wasn't excited at first. Initially I just was like, mm, I don't know if that's gonna work. And then when the main event, which was another fantastic match between Naito and and, and Okada, I, I implore anybody who hasn't seen it yet to, to, to give that a watch. Oh, oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys absolutely just hands down deliver. And, you know, or excuse me, Okada retains. And, I, and real quick, I love I love Naito's reactions. You know, he's he can't believe it. He's so distraught that he lost. Okay. And he finally, he's collecting himself, you know, and he's gathering his hat. As he, you know, he never leaves without his hat. Sure. And then finally, he's you know Okada. He stares down Okada. And he smirks, says, "And maybe next time." And then he leaves. <laughs> I just, I absolutely love it. He just. <laughs> and then of course you know JY comes out and and, and Bullet Club, the rest of Bullet Club comes out. And it was that moment, that moment where they're they're beating down Okada. Carl Anderson says his, his you know, he, he says his spiel. Jay White says his spiel. But it was that moment where it all it's all connected together. And even Juice Robinson, you look at it, two things. One, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, the Disciple in NWO. Okay. Which, which is, isn't a good thing. It's not a good thing. This is I, That's more of looks. Okay. But uh, the second thing is that, you know, like you said, like my partner said, when you think you figured them out, when you think you think you you have it, you have it all set. Anybody that walks into that to this new era of Bullet Club, I a hundred percent can confirm without even having any knowledge of it at all, because obviously I'm not part of the group, unfortunately. But <laughs> I a hundred percent can tell you right now that it's it's with one hundred percent conviction that it's going to work because they know what they're doing. So even though I'm a skeptic at first. I think I think this is going to be big. I think it's going to be big for for Juice because, quite honestly, you look at his, the past two years and again pandemic, you know, going on and all that stuff. But 
the last two years, Juice Robinson, who he hasn't had anything worthwhile. His, you know, he's dealt with some injuries. He's dealt with some personal things going on. His comeback by himself or with David Finley wouldn't have been worth much. With all due respect to David Finley, but his comeback with a group like the Bullet Club, and given how where they're at again. After everyone says that they're dead, which you know, that's I, to this day, people still say, "Oh, the Bullet Club." It's it's not. It's never going to be the same after those other guys left. You're right. It's better. <laughs> and and with Juice being a part of that and being an, and not a part of it like the NWO days where you're just, "Hey, I'm a member," like an actual legit part of that. I think kudos to them for putting that together, and I think it's going to work just fine. So, suffice it to say, in a nutshell, you're saying, like, this is his... How can I put it? This is his... I say I don't want to say comeback, but, like, is this his proving ground now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think there was a time where Juice Robinson was at the cusp, and one thing about New Japan, New Japan commentary, is that what I, what I, do, what I do appreciate about somebody like Kevin Kelly, for example... Is that they will call the wrestlers out on being half-assed talent, <laughs> and Juice Robinson was a guy a few years ago in the G1, just absolutely stunk up the joint, and just and was called out on it. Yeah, and, I do remember that. And it just you're like, where does he go from here? Because it's like you, it's one of those guys where you just you know he has it, he has all the tools. But is the want there? Is the drive there? And sometimes a change of scenery, even though it's the same company, but a change of scenery in, in, in wrestling senses, a change of a gimmick, it, it can make all the difference. But yeah, this if he can't make it, I'm not saying he's going to be the next World Heavyweight Champion, uh, especially under the Jay White era. Right. I'm not saying that, but if he can't get over in this new regime, in this new club that he's in, I don't think he'll make it anywhere. Fair enough. Your thoughts on the Good Brothers coming back? You know, that's a tag team that I w- I want to be more excited about Machine Gun and... and well, uh, here's, here's a better question. Does New Japan... Is, is New Japan able to book them to where they regain that former Bullet Club glory that they once had? If Ego doesn't get in the way... I mean, can Bullet Club... Can, I'm serious. Can New Japan do it? Of course. The way... what One thing I do like is if, if you haven't listened to Carl Anderson speak, both after the, the Tama Tonga match where Tonga won the uh, Never Open Weight Championship. Yeah, Never Open Weight. <sighs> wow. Japanese beer heavy. <laughs> Tama Tonga, you've been running your mouth, bro. You've been running your mouth for, for over a year. You have no idea. Every single fucking time you tweeted, every single fucking time you, you called me wanting to talk shit, every single time I heard you running your mouth, man, I, I kept that all right back here. I never responded on Twitter, did Not I? Not one fucking time. You never responded because you're a superstar, you don't have to. I don't play those fucking stupid games. Exactly. Tama Fukuoka, man. The Bullet Club, the shit that I made famous, man. I got you right here in Fukuoka. I don't think you understand the chip that's on the Good Brother's shoulders, man. We're here to show the world that we're the greatest tag team in the entire world, obviously. No shit. WWE, AEW, Impact, Impact, Fox News Japan. We've been all over the world. 
Tama, I want the never open weight championship. Hey, you picked up the wrong belt, but you don't give a fuck about what belts what, do you? No, you don't. You can take something from him. I've been making millions of dollars for the last years, man. I don't know mm. what belts what. Mm. Sure have. Tommy, do you realize what the machine gun is? Not Izzy. Not only is Izzy the best tag team in the world, man, I'm easily probably one of the best wrestlers. One of? To ever step foot in this country. You're the best. Does Tama Tonga understand? Oh, we saw your booty death, huh? You miss me? Yeah. Tamatonga stupido? Yes. Tamatonga's stupid, right? Yeah. Stupid boy. Tamatonga's baka. Yeah. Bullet Club is back, and Bullet Club is stronger than ever, man. Happy birthday. Happy ninth birthday. To baby. the Bullet Club. Yeah. And most importantly, please don't show my oxen this. My oxen. <laughs> my oxen very angry I drink beer. Today we celebrate Tamatonga. Be ready. And then, of course, after the the main event, Carl Anderson also talked. You know, he mentioned he keeps calling himself the Machine Gun, which that's his name, but it's it's the Machine Gun's back, and he's he's attacking Tamatonga about all the shit that he's talked over the years, mm-hmm. and basically he has no idea, no idea how it was sitting with him and. Just the, the promo that he cut, it, it, it was very promo-less. It was, and it was more just a guy that looked like he was shooting. Now, of course, I'm sure it was, it was definitely a work, but it didn't sound like it. For the first time in how long has he been gone from New Japan? First time in that many, in that many years, it felt like Carl Anderson was doing a shoot. Wow. And it felt right. Now, I, does that mean that I'm jumping on the bandwagon of the Good Brothers again? No, not yet. But if everything goes the way that I feel like it can go, especially if, if it's a New Japan book, because the only thing that also worries me is that they don't work for the company. So I don't know, I don't know how in-depth... Right, to it, what capacity it, yeah. that they're going to be there. So that's that's what that's another concerning part for me. But with that being said, it, as far as that particular show, Wrestling Dontaku from May first, again, if you haven't watched that show, please do. It just felt right, man. It, it felt right for the first time in a long time. I felt like, man, he's gonna kick some ass now. Like, like I felt like he was the machine gun. I mean, I know he's been calling himself that in Impact. It don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It's still goofy. It's still soft. But it it felt like a guy who was ready to to kick Tomatonga's ass. We know it's going to happen at Dominion now. I forget what day it's on. I want to say June 12th, but whenever it happens at Dominion, I, I'm telling you right now, like, if that's, again, that's another proving ground. Those guys deliver, holy shit, we're, we're in for a very interesting time and a very interesting G1. Really quick before we switch topics, they have almost all the gold now all at once. Is that something you see as a necessity for what's going on right now or could they have easily done without it and still be just as effective championships don't always uh aren't always necessary but i understand what they did i mean they what do they have three titles right now yeah three championships and um you know obviously opportunity for more which but hold on before i even go on um hats off to to the crown jewel man chase owens in his first title in new japan 
Uh, it's I, about damn time. Yeah, man. man. I I was super happy for that dude, man. That was that was really cool to see him see him and uh, Fale win the belts. I totally unexpected too. I was completely shocked that uh, United Empire dropped this so soon. But anyways, going back to to the initial question, no, I do. Do they? No, I see what New Japan's doing. New Japan's always been a, a, a company that is he- heavily focused on titles, and it makes sense. It, to be fair, it's it's an easy story to write. You know what I mean? Um, you know, to, how how do you dominate as a faction? You hold all the gold. You hold you hold basically hold it hostage in a way. Is it necessary? No, but it it, def- it definitely fits here. I don't really have a problem with it, and I, it make it makes sense to me. But it's it, it's one of those things that like for me, it, it, I ju- I jump back and forth because like I watch a lot of Western wrestling. Obviously, depending on depending on who you watch, they would tell you like championships mean everything. And I I semi agree, you know it means a lot, but it just all per usual it, it depends on the rain, it depends on the title defenses. So long, they just have to mean something. When you have a night where three champions are crowned, brand new champions are crowned at the same night, does it mean anything? Not particularly. Taiji Ishimori winning a, yet another junior heavyweight title doesn't mean a whole lot to me. No, congrats to the dude, but. No, uh, you know what I mean. So I, it just, it just, it did, it didn't hit me that way. That uh, in, in that sense, but I see what New Japan is doing, and I quite honestly, what would be interesting is if if they take more. You know, I mean, if if, if Carl Anderson takes that never open weight title, if JY takes the heavyweight title, the world heavyweight title. I mean, the only thing I could say is that it would be good for New Japan potentially to do that. Start traveling with those belts because those guys, a lot of those guys work for those or or at least are affiliated with those western culture companies like an AEW like an Impact Wrestling for example. So that's that's the only thing I can say is that you have opportunities to defend it on western television more often. We'll talk about that in a second real quick. As always, we always have wrestling on in the background. The Call it that. the yeah, the second screen is is not in service currently, but on WrestleTron on WrestleTron at the moment, we are watching an old episode of WCW Monday Nitro, courtesy of the Peacock Streaming Service, and it is a tag team battle royal uh, with the Filthy Animals, that's Juventud Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, maskless yeah. Rey Mysterio, defending those tag team titles. They're like shiny overalls. Yeah, uh, this WCW is Horseshit! Here comes Chronic. Oh boy, it's just. <laughs> you ever own a shirt like that? No, no. You would never catch me dead in in a shirt like that. So I've, I'm forgetting who some a lot of these guys are. Oh wait, that's Sean O'Hare. Yeah, there's uh, it's O'Hare and, and Jendrasic or Jendrak. I'm sorry, oh, Jendrak, O'Hare okay. and Jendrak. Uh, and then you've got uh, Three Count is in there. Yeah. Um, Chavo Guerrero, who's he? Oh, he's an MIA at this yeah, point. Yeah, MIA was uh, um, Lieutenant Loco. He is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, with the, uh, was it Lash Lash LaRue, yeah. Uh-huh. Who's the mask guy? Uh, he's one of the the Young Dragons, or Jung Dragons. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, Jimmy Yang was out there on the floor with the... Uh, the mistress, I forget her name. She was whipping on him. But, oh man, what a clusterfuck this is! And they're in New York, and Russo's in control of things right now. So that's that's a at least a percentage of why this is such horseshit. <laughs> I'm 
fuck is this guy? I don't know, but he just maced. Oh, oh, this is all security in general are macing Chronic. Doug Dillinger and his his merry merry band of rent cops on the other screen. We got to name this other screen. That's Russell Tron. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. We haven't named this screen. We yet. haven't named this screen. The main screen that's right in front of us, we didn't name. <laughs> well, on WrestleTron, we've got old. Uh, it's technically WCW. Clash of the Champions. Clash of the Champions. So you got uh, Ron Simmons in there. I believe he's. It's just him by himself. Correct. I don't think he's part of Doom yet. Oh, I say like he's wrestling. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, I forget the guy's name. That is the guy who is either Ice Train right now or goes yes. on to be Ice Train. I think, yeah, well, yeah, that's. I think that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is definitely early '90s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So definitely a uh, quite the quite the clash in style there. Yeah. Tell me about it. Good lord. Getting back to uh, what you were saying about New Japan and traveling with their titles, uh, we do have. The AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling show coming up in what is that June or July? Right here in Chicago. I believe, yeah, I believe it's June, late June. Forbidden Door, where Tony Khan has promised you will see matches you have never seen before. Dream matches. Ooh, how exciting! I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna really comment on the Forbidden Door pay per view, but I, I do want to bring up comments by two New Japan stalwarts here. Let me let me find them for you. I found this really interesting, and I, I definitely want to know what you have to say. So I'll begin with Okada. Okada was asked about the Forbidden Door show, and and is he aware? And he says, well, of course, I don't know what shape that event will take, but the fact that we're having a super show means I should absolutely be a part of it. There wouldn't be much point in having a super show like that if I'm not. And the press asked, when you wrestled, in, when you wrestled Pro Wrestling Noah in January, you said you weren't aware of who they were and what the product was like. Is AEW something you keep tabs on? And Okada replies, well... AEW is on a different level than Noah, and he laughed. So yes, I'm aware. They definitely have world-class talent in AEW, but no matter how many great wrestlers they may have, I'm sure there are a lot of people who Japanese people have never heard of. And it goes both ways. There are AEW fans who only watch AEW, and we'll be seeing Kazuchika Okada for the first time. Before I get into the other person here, your thoughts on Okada's comments, especially... Kind of throwing shade at pro wrestling Noah there. Yeah, I to, for him to say he uh, he didn't know about that. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it kind of sounds like uh, is he just he, trying to put he, over he's the show? over the show and hinting towards it. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that so you right now you have New Japan Pro Wrestling that has because of the pandemic you basically almost have two different companies. You have the, the Japanese company. And then you have the NJPW Strong side of things. And Strong is, is based in the States. And so you, you have a lot of non-Japanese and some Japanese wrestlers that are working for NJPW Strong, the LA Dojo, for example. When they came out here in Chicago back in May, or excuse me, April. April. You know, you had, at the Odeum, that you, you had a lot of that. You had a lot of NJPW Strong guys. And, and the show... The card was good. I haven't seen the show. Was it Winnie City Riot? 
I heard I heard some it was it was kind of an oddly booked show or some they had some issues live at the live event. Yes. I don't know much about it. I didn't watch the show, but one thing I will say there, when I when I looked at the card, you know, obviously you had the main event of, of Osprey versus Moxley. That's a pretty big deal. You had a lackluster Compl- like the complete car was a little lackluster, mainly because you didn't have Okada, you didn't have Naito, you didn't have Evil, and and I don't want to say his name, but Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't have those guys, right? So do, do you feel dirty now? <laughs> I do, I do. If you're gonna do a show like this in the United Center and you want to make it this big, big show, yeah, it's it, without without saying. You need your world heavyweight champion. You need the top guy in New Japan or whatever company, if you, whatever show, whatever big show you're doing. You need your top guy. So for AEW right now, that would be who Adam Page. If he's healthy and willing to do it, it would be a, even though he's not a champion, it would be a Kenny Omega. You would need those guys if if they're available. So in this case, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this show, if you're gonna make the this big deal, of course you have to deliver with the best guys. You don't have a World Series and, and then put in, you know, your backup guys. You, you put in you put in your best players to put on the best show. So Kazuchika Okada is your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. It's the 50th anniversary of New Japan. I don't see that changing anytime soon with him. I think he goes through Dominion. As champion, I think he, I think he, he I, I think he takes it throughout the rest of the. Year. That sounds about I, I, right. I don't, yeah. I don't see him dropping that title, and it makes sense. You're, you're celebrating your 50th anniversary. Who else better than the guy that has had the torch passed to him, and he's ran with it, full speed ahead. He's, he's your guy. There's no doubt about that. He, yeah, of course. To me, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh, the other wrestler who was asked about the super show between AEW and New Japan, Tetsuya Naito, and Naito says, there's no wrestler I want to call out. The reason is simple. Wrestlers in AEW will all gather and shout, I want to wrestle Tetsuya Naito, and I want to fight Los Ingobernables de Japón. It isn't hard to see this happening. Your thoughts on Naito, how he feels about AEW talent. Anybody that knows Tetsuya Naito knows the type of promos he cuts. To me, this is this classic Naito being being Naito. And and again, he's another guy. Like I said, you you definitely need for the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, to any match that he's in. But yeah, this is textbook Tetsuya Naito being Naito. This is the same guy. Like I said, loses an absolute fantastic match, devastated by it. And Smirks says, hey, maybe next time. It's, it's the same guy, <laughs> to put that in perspective. What the fuck is going on? So we still have wrestling on in the background. Nitro's still going on on the second screen. And you have Mike Awesome. Oh, it's like his disco bus. That's right. And uh, he's fighting with the Insane Clown Posse. Wow, what a cluster. This is all, this is all gems, gem-worthy stuff. I love how he, he he has to still like he busts out the D pad like he's gonna do any wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like you're getting hit with a garbage can. What are those knee pads doing for you? <laughs> They're keeping him safe. <laughs> Speaking of quotes, we're gonna we're gonna travel from Japan all the way down to Mexico. Oh no. 
Oh. <laughs> triple A held Triple Mania this past week. At least part of one. Least, uh, yeah. Multiple, multiple shows. Right. Like. So uh, this is part of Triple Mania 30. There was a ceremony going on in the ring where Latin Lover was getting an award and Jeff Jarrett shows up with his wife, decides to go full heel, not just on the Latin Lover, but on everybody in the arena. I still don't know if he was sober or not. I'm hoping he was sober this time. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, a few years ago, he was at a Triple Mania. He was drunk the entire time. He ended up throwing tortillas and nachos at some of the fans. Um, stealing their beer so but anyway this time around he gets in the ring he cuts a promo basically tells the fans that he's going to he wants to kick all the Mexicans out of Mexico and proceeds to call them oh actually he called the Latin lover a dirty filthy grimy Mexican which incited pretty much a fucking riot and they had to call extra police and have Jeff Jarrett escorted out of the building via those police. Your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett and, and his, dare I say, Latino heat. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what is, my, th- my, my question is, what is Triple uh, A thinking when, when, they, when they, they book this shit? You know, Vampiro came back and he cleaned house after the the promo had happened already, but not that that's any... Like, that doesn't justify Jeff Jarrett's heel work, but I would assume that has a little bit to do with it because if I'm not mistaken, Vampiro books for AAA. Mm -hmm. So is is it one of those cases where, like, heat is still heat? Like, there's no bad heat per se? Yeah, we've said that on on previous episodes, and I and I stand by that. But you do have to still understand that you know what you're doing here is adding like a high amount of vile racism to your product. There's (laughs) there's there's going too far and then there's going here you are you are in mexico so you're in a country that is complete almost completely surrounded by people of mexican descent and here's a guy who very infamously now threw tortillas and nachos in a very derogatory way at the crowd and i get it like i i get i get having you know for example back when Shawn michaels came back and his uh you know his resurgence of his career Anytime you hit Montreal, he was a heel for the night. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's heat. It's cheap heat. They hate him in Montreal. They will always hate Shawn Michaels in Montreal. I get it. They're always going to, at this point, they're always going to hate Jeff Jarrett anywhere in Mexico. And so you could easily have done that, still got in the heat. You didn't have to add all the racism involved in that. I- I'm not. I don't stand for racism or anything like that. So when I say that, I say like it, it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I mean, I mean that in a very, in, in a very sincere way. But it wouldn't have been such a big deal if you weren't in a country that's completely filled with those people. It's like going, 
You don't go to Japan and start picking at that crowd and don't expect the, the people to get riled up. You just you just don't. So given you know, there's there's one thing you you can there's one thing going in there and and disrespecting the flag and that's cheap heat. But when what Jeff Jarrett said after given everything that happened a few years back, and I don't know, man, like that to me. <laughs> That's that's risky, and it clearly doesn't look like it paid off. Because what do you do with him now? I mean, you, do you, yeah, do I you ask know. him to come back? I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I mean, <laughs> if I was Jared, I sure as hell wouldn't want to yeah, come back. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to come back. Yeah, it's, it's it's something. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's something. Tell you what, it is. It's a damn great deal when you go and sign up for Rays twenty x twenty crew dot com slash post slash Rays. For all your discounted gift card needs. Matt, you have streaming services. I have streaming services. You've got Netflix. I've got Netflix. I have not paid full price for Netflix in over a year. Do you know why? Because of Rays. Rays always has discounted Netflix gift cards for me to purchase. I'm always saving, even if it's 1%. That's 1% less that I got to pay. It's not even just that. As a collector in me, I buy a lot of stuff. Times are hard. We all know that. Just like my partner says here, 1%, 2%, whatever percent. Percentage off is percentage off. And I, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, they're all on there. One thing I will say, they're all on there. I can't stress enough how much I use this all the time. It's actually in my household. It's a it's a common thing. Did you get the discount first? Because if, if you didn't, I don't want it. You know, I had Domino's for dinner the other day. You know, they already had a deal 50% off menu price. I went ahead. I went to raise. I got an extra 15% on top of that. I paid jack shit for my fucking Domino's pizza. We encourage you here at the 20X20 crew to do the same. Stop paying full price for your pizza. Stop paying full price for your fast food, your ride shares, your Netflix. Head on over to Raise, 20x20crew.com, slash post, slash raise. Go get yourself some free money. Speaking of quotes, Ryback is, is back at it again. I'm going to tell you the quote in its entirety. You could choose not to comment, you could choose to comment, but I thought you'd get a kick out of this. So he tags Vince McMahon on Twitter. And says, Vince McMahon, like most promoters, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness, as their whore mom tries to make ends meet. (laughs) Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. Wow. Yeah. We're just going too far in this episode, man. (laughs) I'm not... uh, (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, it's Ryback, so you, yeah. know, you never know. But I don't know. Is there anything you can say about that? No, I, I, don't, I don't. First of all, I don't know anything about Vince McMahon's mom or his story. But it, suffice it what, to say, what is she your, what probably is, wasn't a whore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what is the relevance there? I, I, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and and talk about somebody's mother, I mean, let's, you brought it up, so let's 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 talk yeah. about that. Like, if you're gonna talk about somebody's mother. What's your fucking point? I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Even if she was a whore. Like <laughs> the fuck does that gotta do with anything? <laughs> Apparently that's the whole reason Investment Man could not evolve. Could not evolve. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's coming from Ryback. Yes. Absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I think he might have I mean he, 
he, talk about taking heat away from Jeff Jarrett and the fucking <laughs> get rid of Mexicans comment. Like, <laughs> at least Jeff Jarrett had a career. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah, I mean that Ryback is so fucking like terrible and hated. That not even control your narrative wants want will touch that. Oh, shit. God. you know what? You're right. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. I, I tell you what, there might be another company that might touch Ryback. I don't know if you heard about this, but Freddie Prince Jr. wants to start a wrestling company. Don't we all? <laughs> I'll I'll give you the the rundown of of his itinerary of his plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want your thoughts on this. He doesn't have a name or anything, but he wants to start his own promotion. He plans to start it in about 18 months. So he's already already that far ahead. He wants it to be a two-hour show. He has the money for three years' worth of his plan. Okay? He said all the storylines are going to be based in reality. Both men and women will be given equal time. He wants to own the space that it's filmed in. He also wants it to be a SAG show so that all the the performers can get SAG cards. But they do not have a TV contract yet. So your thoughts on the possible future Freddie Prinze Jr. wrestling promotion. <laughs> There's so many wrestling promotions that are just popping up left and right. I I really don't know what makes this so special. Well, he's written for the WWE. Okay. He's also written... What era? Uh, uh, I think multiple eras, to be honest with you. Okay. So, I mean, he does have... Fair. That, you know? Sure. He, he, has, okay. he has that under his belt. Not that it necessarily helps things, but he has written for Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Which is about the same as WWE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you look, I, on paper, a lot of things sound intriguing. I, I, believe it or not, on paper, Control Your Narrative didn't sound that bad. Execution sucks. Again, you have a point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't see it, man. I, I just, you know, you know, I wish them the best. I, I'm always for another wrestling company to succeed. Why wouldn't I? I love wrestling so much. Give me more options. That's fine. I just... Having a good business plan doesn't mean it's going to... And I'm not even saying this is a good business plan, per se. You know, it's it's good to write on a piece of paper. But I here's what, here's, here's what I... And this is And some people are going to kind of turn their head when I say this. But I'm going to say it anyways. On paper, communism makes sense. Okay. But it doesn't work because human nature, right? Sure, yeah. So, on paper, what he's saying makes sense. But when you when you get down to the nitty-gritty and you start talking about, you know, the business side of it, you, obviously, the TV, he wants to be on TV. It's a pretty big step, right? Especially in an era where you have the internet and streaming services and it's free shit. Like, well, I shouldn't say free, but platforms like YouTube or even Twitch still is an opportunity to, to be on on some kind of platform, platform yes. right? Television isn't for everybody. And it's certainly, as we still see today, it's not the be-all, end-all. Now, I mean, yeah, if you want to get to the level of an AEW or, or WWE, sure, yeah, I, I definitely so. But in 18 months, does he have Tony Khan or Vince McMahon money? No, of course he doesn't. So I, I'm, I'm sure he's taken care of. He's got money, but not that kind of money. 
this is this is this another independent wrestling company. Will it work? It can. Will it work weekly? I mean, that's if if you film it ahead of time, it can. MLW works. Ring of Honor worked until Sinclair ruined it. You know, I mean, it definitely can. I just am I excited about it? No, not particularly because I don't think they're going to get exclusive contracts that you're only going to see in Freddie Prince Wrestling or. <laughs> FPW. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to get the exclusive contracts. I don't think you're going to get this big-time TV deal. I mean, not to keep bringing them up, CYN said they had a TV deal, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just the, keep scratching the, your beard. <laughs> the, well, the, the only TV screen I recently saw them on was, uh, like, the closed-circuit Walmart security screens that they have inside Walmarts. Now, is that true? Were they, did they really do a show inside yeah, of a Walmart? Yeah, they really did a show inside of a Walmart. So, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I'm not trying to pick on them. But, sure, sure, sure. But also, don't come out and say, like, we're going to have a TV deal, and then you're wrestling in front of 25 people at a Walmart. <laughs> you know, Adam Scher or Scher, whatever the hell his name is, mm-hmm. talking about buying a boat or some shit like that. That's what your WWE money, pal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, kudos to him if he wants to I mean, live your dreams. But do I see it being anything spectacular? No, I don't. And I, maybe I'm going to be proven wrong, but I don't see it. We're going we're gonna to stick with the shitty segue from Freddie Prince, used to working for WWE, to WWE. A couple things here. They're now saying that they're giving new talent like 90-day tryouts. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, this means, like, they'll sign you, you make your appearances and shit, but not, you got 90 days to prove yourself, otherwise you're out. Does that help them? Does it not help them? Your thoughts? No, I don't think it, I don't think it helps any situation at all. In, 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 90, in 90 days, in theory, like, in, in a regular 9 to 5, 90 days is a good way to uh, determine if someone's going to make it, make the cut. Right, I mean, yeah. Well, it doesn't work for my nine to five, but <laughs> in, in, in th- hey, at least you have a ninety days. I apparently, when I hire somebody, I'm stuck with them. So <laughs> I'm working on that, though. By the way, but anyways, um, yeah. In theory, I I get it, but you know, this isn't a nine to five. There's a lot to it. I mean, the idea of of pro wrestling was like with NXT, for example. The idea of that was to be the, the quote-unquote proving ground. Whether you were training them to be a wrestler or you were training them to be the WWE like superstar. Like If you took somebody like Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, they don't need training. They're already better than half the people, majority of people you have on your main roster. But you're trying to train them to be WWE-esque. Esque, yeah. <laughs> and I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Okay, it's your, it, that's, your, that's your building. That's your, it, that's your, your model, your business model. That's fine. Regardless of that, you have to fucking know what you want from these people. See, the problem is, is that you you still have a mentality, especially for like non-established, and as far as WWE's mindset goes, established wrestlers, that they have to go to NXT. So they go to NXT, they do something with an NXT, and then they leave NXT and they come in and just like they have been for for ever since NXT has started. They completely change everything about that person. Pete Dunne, more, like one of the more recent examples. Oh, God. You know, he's now he's now Butch. He's fucking Butch now, and he's just 
He looks like a fucking newsie. He's he's it's like he's like newsies meets the the kid from Wild Thornberries. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's his that's his persona. So, <laughs> oh Jesus, it, it, you poor, know, like poor Pete Dunne. Yeah, I mean, a, a legitimate badass, a bona fide wrestler. You know, Walt, Walter cha- changed things about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. Has Tommaso Ciampa, I don't know if he's debuted yet, but I'm pretty he, sure. He has, and, and they. I think they cut his name down to just Ciampa. Okay, so t- real quick on that, he's already came out and said, I don't, I don't mind doing the funny stuff if I have to. At the end of the day, what your 90 days is going to prove is whether or not these guys are going to bend over backwards just to make a quick buck. A good, a good fucking pay because that's all it is. Is a good payday. Is it going to change anything? Absolutely not. Is it going to change anything? The only thing that it would benefit them is if in their contract, kind of similar to what they did with the Good Brothers, for example, whatever they offered you, they can just take it away right away. Right. That's the only thing that it would benefit them on. They're potentially not going to be eating as much money when they when they cut people, depending on what their contracts are. So basically, the, the the legalities of it is the only thing that changes. As far as like everything else, it stays exactly the same. These and and as of the, by the time you, this is this is released, we're probably I think we're on pace to see another large cut coming. And that was my next thing. Uh, they they had a recent another round of uh, a large amount of cuts. Yeah, I don't know most of the people to be honest with you. I don't think most of that list even had the chance to debut. When does it end? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Quite honestly, I, I'm maybe you can fill me in. I don't know what what the purpose is. I mean, we know we know it's not money. It, it, I mean, this this they had what the last two years have been the most successful financial years for WWE. They have the dough. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I mean I don't know what it is. I mean you, you say that you can't say they're cleaning house either because they'll they'll cut they'll cut they'll cut and they'll they'll just, they'll bring in more people and just to cut them later within the next few months. I I don't really understand their philosophy. I, at this point, I don't understand why NXT is still a thing. You could you just start, keep cutting enough to where all you have is your fucking your two main shows because most of the cuts if you pay attention are NXT people. Well, the the round of cuts I'm talking about right now were all NXT people. Yeah. So, and I think there was like 15 and, people. And there's more and, and from what I read uh, the morning of May 5th, there's another big round coming from and for NXT people. So I was like, what's the point then? I also heard they're moving back to full sale, like full time. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I will say this, there there is definitely one person that has at least a little bit to do with this, and that's Johnny Ace. Okay. Johnny Ace is, is part of the reason all this is going on. Uh, he is now in control of NXT. He's been called out by Road Dog, which I believe Road Dog was the only non-NXT talent to be cut um although he was working as like as a producer for nxt okay so um so he's fired again he's fired again i bring him and johnny ace up because it had been leaked johnny ace had pretty much set aside meeting time to try and get the female talent to dress sexier hence my pre-show <laughs> comment about fishnet booty shorts fishnet booty shorts. yeah uh, okay. athena athena page who used to be amber moon yeah. came out and said that johnny ace was the one to have like two hour meetings about and try to convince all the female wrestlers to dress sexier 
something in the way of fishnet booty shorts. So, and from the sounds of it, between her and Road Dog and Nia Jax, they've all kind of come to an agreement like, yeah, that's pretty much what Johnny Ace wants. Johnny Ace wants the current women's revolution in WWE to go back to the Divas era, where it was just like, you know, pudding matches and bikini yeah, matches. And, right. and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a heterosexual male. I get it. Sure. But at the same time, like, the shit gets old. Yeah, I mean, you know? and also, too, I mean, are you really watching wrestling for that? I mean, there's plenty of other platforms. I, I was going to say, like, how, how does that work? Like, how does that... Where does that thought process come from? Like, you're trying to get your talent to dress sexier. Yeah. When you could, like, literally, all that is at your fingertips 24-7 everywhere else on the internet, so... And, I mean, and, and not to go too much into detail with this, but, like, almost every single, like, woman you can think of in pro wrestling, somewhere, somewhere, at some point has a legit social media page that, just look at that shit. They're posting it for you, right? I'm, it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying do anything like you know, go hack in or any of that shit. Like, they obviously, don't do that. But like, they're posting the shit. Whether it's an OnlyFans, whether it's an Instagram, a lot of them are posting that shit. That you know, so I mean, if they didn't want you to see it, they wouldn't be posting it. But when it comes to wrestling, just fucking wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not a big Jordan Grace fan. I know she's big on the uh the instagram modeling and all that stuff and she dresses down pretty pretty much she doesn't leave a whole lot to the imagination no no she does not but when she's on impact for example you don't see she wrestles you don't see you you see none of that shit she's just wrestling that's what i want to see when i put on a wrestling show or even a wwe show pretend pretend to try to wrestle You know, I don't. I don't need to see uh, you know Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks and uh, you know all these women who are who, who have changed the game in bikini contests. I just I just don't need to see that. It just I want to see them wrestle. Well, you know what? They all there's there is that saying. There's there's always an exception to the rule. And I gotta say, I think if if Johnny Ace has his way, and not that Alexa Bliss is on. NXT programming Mm -hmm. but if Johnny Ace had his way and the entire female roster from the WWE as a whole would go back to the Divas era style shit Mm -hmm. I can pretty much guarantee I'd I'd bet paychecks on it that uh, Alexa Bliss would bring in quite the, uh, the viewership Oh, yes, she would. So there's that, and and I'm not defending Johnny Ace here, but it is what it is. And, and but I agree with you. At the end of the day, I agree with you. I don't think, I think we're we've we're beyond that. If they decide to let him get his way, we're just fucking reversing all the all this progress. And for what? Yeah, you know, cheap fucking ratings. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, you you take you take anybody. <laughs> Fucking a, a, a little more of the share of the fucking key demo rating. Like, give me a fucking break. And then you know, those are the people. Again, you have to be careful too of the fan base that you're inviting in because if yeah, you're, there's that too. If you're looking for that cheap, if you know, if you're saying, hey, we're doing 
bikini contest featuring Alexa Bliss. Yeah, you're right. There's going to be a lot of people that are be like, I want to see that. You know, a la Judgment Day 03. Remember that? That famous oh, one. Right. You know? Yeah, who wouldn't want to see that? And but now you're, you're like you said, you're, now you're, you're you're painting, and for lack of better terms, an, an image that looks great on paper, no doubt about it. But that long term effect, because now look at who you invited in. You invited in riffraff that isn't there for the long term. I'm it, glad you brought that up because I don't know if you heard, but Kayla Braxton apparently was doxxed to a certain extent there were some fans that actually sent shit to her house and some of her family's house Mm. um i don't know what the the mail was or the packages were but that's kind of scary yeah you know so there's that yeah that for me that's part of the riffraff that you're talking about you know what too i mean you know like a lot of a lot of these women like i said have have you know the Instagrams and OnlyFans and whatever other Patreon and all, all these other stuff. At the end of the day, you do it at your own risk. Right? I mean, when you have your own personal Instagram page or OnlyFans, like you want to put that stuff out there, you know you're making you're, you're you're taking the risk. People viewing you in your most intimate form. That's fine. You're an adult. Do whatever you want. But on the business side of things, you know, you just there's there's the cheap thrills and then there's there's that you know there's there's the poor taste you know eventually you know you you you, t- you bring up all you, like a lot of people bring up like the attitude era you know and like we bring back the attitude era if you asked people in the wwe now that's the last thing that they want yeah well i mean if you if you remember if you go back and and listen to interviews i mean tory wilson you name it i mean they all said like they were not comfortable doing that shit but they did it because it was the job it was a job and you know terry remember terry she most recently in that episode from uh dark side of the ring Mm -hmm. you know it's just the shit that she that these women had to deal with all because you're inviting it in yeah you are telling everybody the viewer the wrestler that it's okay it's all right you know it's it's just it's it's part of the show it's part of the environment it's part of what you signed up for as a female talent and everything that these women not only just in wwe but outside of wwe these women have worked their asses off again, for lack of a better term, but for they worked their asses off to to get the respect that they have today. And for for somebody like that, somebody some out of touch guy who never really had much of a career inside that ring to begin with, for him to say you need to wear a specific attire, look, it works for some people. You know, there's I'm not a fan of her because I don't think she has any talent. But Mandy Rose, it works for her. Those other two girls that she's with, Gigi and, and, and JC, it works for their gimmick. They're supposed to be, again, lack of a better term, they're supposed to be slutty. That's their gimmick. Ember Moon is not that gimmick. Alexa Bliss is not that gimmick. So, I mean, yeah, if, they, if, if Alexa Bliss chooses to wear shorter shorts to the ring, it should be a choice. But whether it be for gimmick or for comfort, but I mean, if you want to wear pants, wear fucking pants. You want to wear a full bodysuit, who the fuck cares? Just fucking wrestle, man. Right? Focus more on better storylines and better wrestling and less about what these women are wearing to the ring. And that's why I won't be posting any more photos on Patreon. That's, a, that's un- unfortunate. Un- under the 2020 Patreon there, so. 
Protect yourself. Yeah, we're going to stick with the WWE here. Real quick, there was a a small blurb, a small report about Mm. the WWE possibly being reached out to by AEW with AEW kind of asking if they could have Roman Reigns on loan. Yeah. I don't know how true this is. Uh, Real quick, your thoughts. Is this some bullshit? It sounds like bullshit. It sounds like it sounds like heavy bullshit. I I don't see. So one of the one do, of the few do, things. Do we see Roman show up at Forbidden Door? Eh, no, I I don't. <laughs> I how, let's let's ask the question out here. Like, how many times have we heard something like this though? But usually on the other way around, that yeah. guy, guys are going to go to WWE and you know and it never happens. Royal Rumble season. You'll get oh, at least God. like well, twenty I mean, people. Well, you remember when the Bucks and, and Omega were free agents, yeah, and yeah. like, I mean, it was literally down to the fucking minutes before the Rumble started. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my God, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are there!" Blah blah blah. blah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, one of the few things that WWE has done mostly correctly, in my opinion, is is making Roman Reigns an untouchable heel. Now, in that same set, in that same you know mindset. Roman Reigns is untouchable, which is good on paper, but they dug themselves in a hole because every other, every other person around them is booked like shit. Absolute shit. There is not a viable opponent in WWE right now for Roman Reigns. I'm glad you brought that up because that's my next point. Because mm-hmm. apparently they're going to build up Shinsuke Nakamura to challenge Roman Reigns next. How do you go from Brock Lesnar... To Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, in, in a wrestling sense, easy because Brock Lesnar is nowhere near as good as Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, Shinsuke Nakamura on WWE is about as worthless as Johnny Ace's ideas about booty shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe it, Shinsuke needs to wear booty he needs shorts. To wear booty shorts. Get over. Right? God, <laughs> I can see him do it though. <laughs> Um, no, Shinsuke Nakamura. That's that's a complete filler opponent. Um, to me, a good opponent, whether you win or lose, I, I saw like for example, I saw Okada hold retaining the whole way against Naito. Okay, but you have Naito as a guy. You book you one. You you have him booked as a guy who could win it at any time. You book your booking is is to a point to where even. Even though you can predict a lot of it, that element of surprise is always fucking there. So even though, even though my, my all of my money was on uh, Okada retaining the title, there's still some mo- the moments in that match where you're like, it could happen. It could happen. It's Tetsuya Knight, so it's not just some filler guy. Shinsuke Nakamura against Roman Reigns at this point is a filler. That's all it is. I don't know who he's filling for. I, I'm not going to get into the rumors with that unless you unless you want to. I, I don't I don't have a say in that. I, I I honestly don't give a shit either. But it's not going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. I, he has less than zero percent chance of of beating Roman Reigns because of that. It doesn't matter how you built him up because you go from like you said, guy who is coming out to the ring with some dorky guy <laughs> that plays guitar and the other guy dancing on the table like that's your gimmick for such a long time yeah and now you're gonna be a viable shot of the guy the, the just unbeatable champion 
No, you're not. It's 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 complete. It's a complete farce. What was I saying before the uh, right before? Oh, Roman Reigns appearing in AEW. Uh huh. In theory, and this is only in theory. I actually do like it. I think again, if everybody gets along, it could work. And I'm not saying somebody from AEW has got to beat Roman. I'm not saying that. It's because it's not going to happen. Right. It won't happen. But the problem is here you have two companies, and whether they anybody wants to admit it or not on, on either side. They're competing against each other. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, we know that. Is AEW going to let Roman Reigns... Is Roman Reigns big enough for AEW to have one of their top guys lay down for him? In theory, right now, yeah, he is. I don't like Roman Reigns that much, but they, but WWE, I'll give them the credit. They did the job. They made him this unbeatable guy. They did a fantastic job with him. But who is he going to get over on? You're not going to have him beat Adam Page. That wouldn't make sense because Adam Page is your champion right now. Who would you have him beat? Would, would it be worth his time, Roman Reigns' time, to go there and the first person that goes after him is a guy that isn't a main eventer on AEW? It probably wouldn't be worth his time. Would it, would it be worth WWE's time to do that? So that's that's the real key there. It's, it's not that they couldn't do business. It's that... My guy can't lose to your guy. Well, my guy's definitely not losing to your guy. We're definitely not going to draw. That's always going to be the problem with companies working together. And we already knew that with, 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 with the, the other stuff. But AEW, when they worked with Impact, AEW was the bigger company. Now, no matter what anybody wants to say, I mean, I know the WWE marks will love me when I say this, but WWE is clearly the bigger company. They're worth more money. They have... You just made a lot of pants tighter. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> I have to be realistic, though, you know what I mean? Unlike this fucking match, which apparently everybody contracted in WCW was a part of this fucking match. He's, he's talking about the the main event for WCW Nitro. I forget what day it is, but... September of 2000. September 2000. Vince Russo versus Booker T, who holds the title, and uh, it's in a steel cage. It looks to be like a lumberjack match, essentially, although it, that doesn't really matter because they're all outside. Outside so, the cage. Outside yeah. of the cage, yes. Oh, my goodness. Every fucking match on this card... Has everybody. Has, well, it has, <laughs> has a weapon. It, well, yeah. Has some kind of pipe. Yeah, there's or, pipe or a ladder or chair, garbage can. That's clearly plastic. And, and, and you know what pisses me off? Is I'm a fucking Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not a Giants fan because of Vince Russo. That's a whole different animal. I, I don't know if that's if anybody is. <laughs> but, you know, I, would, could he show up at Forbidden Door? That would raise a, lot of, a hell of a lot of eyebrows. There's no doubt about that. But, but the reality is this. Is New Japan going to let him get over on Okada? Or Naito? How insulted would you be if AEW is like, hey, we're going to put on this show, co-branded with New Japan, and then Roman, like, they pay for Roman to show up, and then Roman, like, pretty much, like, stiff arms the AEW talent so that he can be face-to-face with That'd be insult to injury there. It, <laughs> it definitely would be. I, it's just, the whole the whole thing is just, it's, it's just too... There's too many complications involved, and I personally would be salty if he if, if there's even an idea that Reigns would get over on a guy like Okada. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I get it. You built him up as this monster, but 
He can't fucking hang with Okada. No, he can't. No, he can't hang with Strong Style. That yes, that's a better point. Uh, yeah. Speaking of politics and red tape and the whole nine, you know, Cody Rhodes is back in the WWE. We'll give a moment for the WWE marks pants to get <laughs> as tight as they're going to get. This is this is worse than the fucking bikini contest. <laughs> So he's back. You know, I'll, I'll I'll give him credit. You know, we didn't do a, a a proper review of WrestleMania this year, but I'll I'll give him credit. That match with Seth Rollins was pretty decent. It was decent, yeah. You know, but he has already come out and said if he ever gets the opportunity to win the WWE title, he wants to bring back the Eagle Belt. I bring this up because it seems like, and I could be wrong here, but it seems like his input when he was in AEW, and granted he was a VP there, seemed to carry weight. And more often than not, he would make statements like that in AEW towards AEW situation, and they would come true to some extent. Now, I'm not saying that he's ever going to win the WWE title, although that's what he's there to do. I mean, he's clearly stated that. Mm-hmm. He wants to win that belt. Mm-hmm. So if he, if they do grant him that access and he becomes WWE champ, realistically, does he get his way? Do we get to see the Eagle belt back around around his waist? Does he is he the one to bring it back? I know he years ago he brought back the old IC title. So I mean it's not out of the realm of ever not happening, but I'll ask you that. Does is he able to do that with that belt? And also, is there anything else that he could possibly say right now that would carry enough sway with the company that they would let him do it? I guess so. You know, I I, I wish I knew more about the uh, the details of not not the, necessarily the contract, but the conversations that were were had. I think with Cody Rhodes, there's always going to be that stigma of that classic yesterday type feel. That's that's always kind of seemed to have been his approach. You know, I don't I really don't want to speak on on what kind of pull he has or or, or politics or anything like that because I really don't know. Can I see it happening? Yeah, but but th- but then let's be honest though. The track record of anybody from that family is not very good in that company. So it, it's hard it's hard for me to say. The only thing that I can say is that whatever he's saying is already written down somewhere and etched in stone with the signatures on it. And he's just kind of just almost, not almost, but foreshadowing. That's that's the only thing I could think of. Do, do I th- So whatever politicking that he's doing, I would imagine if he was a smart guy, which I think he is for the most part, he would have done that prior to signing the contract. That's probably why it took so long. It wasn't just because of money. I, 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 like I said, prior to, to him signing with WWE, he's got money. Sure, you want more, but he's got money. He's got other deals outside of professional wrestling. So does Brandy. She does well for herself. Like They're taken care of. Their daughter's going to be taken care of. If they decide to have more kids, He's gonna, he or she's going to be taken care of. So I, I think a lot of what he's saying, in my opinion, is stuff that is just foreshadowing on a contract that's already been signed. I don't think he... I don't, nor should he have any faith in a company that is, has throughout, throughout the history, throughout the past, let's, what, 40 years, has degraded that name, that family name. So, to get a guy like Cody Rhodes in back to the WWE, I think you had to sweeten the pot and, and give him the guarantees that, hey, you're going to be champion. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be right now, it's going to be build up. But you're going to be champion. And for him to say, I want to bring back that belt, it could already be part of that. I, that's, that's my take on it. I don't think he, I don't think he does politic. 
in, in that sense. I, I don't I don't think it's that it's as strong as we think it is. I think my opinion, my humble opinion, is that it's a signed deal already. But I don't know. But maybe I'm wrong. But it would be cool to to to, to go into that. It would be kind of cool to see that. I'm a fan of nostalgia. I certainly like. I think it's more creative than what they have now. Have every title look exactly the same. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ha- have a have a little bit of originality in everything you do is is never a bad thing. But yeah, I I still that with that being with that being said, I still will believe it when I see it. Not not necessarily the wing the winged eagle title, but just him as world champion in WWE to begin with. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, you're right. His family doesn't have a, the greatest track records there, especially when it comes to the world title. So, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. I agree. Before we wrap up, I, I don't really want to go through the whole the whole card, but I want to talk about two things. I want to go back to our to the land of the rising sun, our, our, our friends over in Japan. Best of the Super Juniors. It's happening. Oh, shit. It's happening as... Uh, it might be happening as, as we release this episode. Two things. First thing here, first time in a few years, we have guests. Yes, I'm excited. Quite a few surprise guests there. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? And uh, Well, let's start with that. What's your thoughts on, on, on that happening? I'm super excited. Not that these guests already don't have the opportunities to show and prove where they're at, respectively, already. Mm-hmm. But now they're in a New Japan ring. Now it's part of Best of the Super Juniors. They're encouraged to go out there and not just be the best they can be, but be the best they can be in front of a New Japan crowd. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm beyond excited. I'm always excited for Super Juniors. So you have a variety of wrestlers from uh, various different companies, and two that really stick out as far as Forbidden Door is Impact Wrestling and AEW. This clearly looks like the partnerships that's happening with these two companies, or I should say now three companies, is here to stay. Does this Forbidden Door situation, is this a sign of great things to come, or have we have we seen, is it just, is it just one of those things that it's a special tournament and it's going to be one and done? Again, like these, these things, it takes cooperation from all sides. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have that, it usually works out to be pretty good for everybody. But that's the thing. Is it going to pan out that way, or is someone going to get there, or is someone going to get butthurt about something and ruin it for everybody? Yeah, I think that that's what remains to be seen. Now, typically, when New Japan gets into an agreement with another company, New Japan usually gets the best, the better part of the deal. And I'm just gonna call it what it is. At least the way I see it, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Matt, realistically, what makes you think? <laughs> New Japan talent are not going to get over. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Now, I'm not opposed to that, but, right. but make it entertaining. Right. You know, I don't, realistically, I don't expect an AEW winner in Best of Super Juniors. Realistically, I don't expect an Impact Wrestling winner in Best of the Super Juniors. But at least make it entertaining. Right. Yeah. So that being said, who who wins in your eyes? You know, I'm looking at the schedule now. Uh, the full schedule's posted online. Okay. Man, I'm always I'm always uh, an El Fantasmo guy. I would say he's up there for me. But you also got Ishimori, mm-hmm. who you know again coming off the the win of the junior heavyweight title recently, defending champ Hiromu Takahashi. Exactly. Uh, TJP's in there. Yep. <sighs> 
You don't know what kind of showing show's going to have. You know, he's... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's stacked, man. It's definitely stacked. And you know what, man? I, out of all the, the guests that, that popped in, just because I'm such a huge fan of his, I love the fact that Ace Austin's in there. And, and like like you said, I, he's not going to win it. I know that, but I think we're, we're in for a, definitely a good showing. And and the, the, the blocks were definitely... You, you're always going to have those, like, damn, I wish those two were in the same block. You uh-huh, know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, for the most part, man, I'm I'm excited. I think I think it was it was definitely booked very well in, in, in the blocks. I, I'm 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 ecstatic. While you're looking for a winner, I do wanna I do wanna ask you this too. Do we potentially see the return of Kushida at Best of Super Juniors, or is it too soon? I don't I don't know what kind of. So real quick, no compete. The tournament runs May fifteenth through June third. Okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with El Fantasmo. Bullet Club's running really strong right now. I think this is just one more accolade under the belt to make them that much stronger come summertime. That means you would have Bullet Club versus Bullet Club at Dominion. Cool with that? I'm cool with that. The Bullet Club's cutest tag team yep. up against... I mean, I want to see that match. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see that match. So, I'm going to say that. Is it too soon for Kushida? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I. To yeah. be honest with you, I don't think he has that that much of a, a no-compete clause, if any. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about one. It That excites me to no end. I mean, for him to be back, you know, he already said he's coming back to New Japan. It's just a matter of time and when we see him. What better place? I'm not saying he's got to come out and wrestle or anything, but mm-hmm. what better place for him to make his presence felt? Yeah. You know, so that would be awesome. And best of Super Juniors and, you know, I mean, Dominion happens shortly after that. So yeah, I <laughs> does he get does he get welcomed back with open arms? Because remember, I mean, I, I you know how that goes sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know how that goes. I'm shaking my head, folks. Yeah, no, Matt's right. It can be you can get the coldest of shoulders coming back to New Japan after a stint somewhere else. I think he gets welcomed back with open arms. And I hope I, so. Yeah, and, and and I say that because it's Kushida. I mean, if yeah. there ever was a baby face. To to be the flagship babyface when it comes to Super Juniors, that's Kushida. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Yeah. I wholeheartedly hope so. And you know, overall, man, like the this is this is re- Bullet Club and Best of Super Juniors and G One returning in its original spot. You know, happy birthday to me. It's always usually it's around time of my birthday, so it's always a good time. It's it's good to be a New Japan fan, and I'm just I'm super excited. I you know I don't really have I don't really don't have a pick. I I, I too think it's going to be a New Japan guy. I love the pick of El Fantasmo. And then you've got you know you've got Desperado looking to to prove himself after losing and everything. Yeah. So I mean, who's he's always a formidable opponent opponent. Excuse yeah. me. So can't count them out you know yeah it's the, it's it's just stacked man and i loved i love the way they did they, they announced it at, at uh at wrestling Dontaku. they they i mean they took their time and unveiled every, all 20 participants and it was just every single time you're like okay who's next oh who's next you know it, it's it's like back when uh, they were unveiling new characters for super smash brothers and you know you had like the the silhouette for a second and then boom there they are it was just it was so cool, man, and and uh, well, that's that's one of the difference between uh, Western wrestling and and Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do take that time. They yeah. do. It adds to the prestige of what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's 
<laughs> it's night and day, folks. I, I've been getting into, uh, not getting into any, I haven't had any conversations per se, but I've been hearing a lot from the the Marks, from the WWE, and they have so much to say all the time. And that's fine. Everyone thinks they're an expert on, on everything, whatever. But you look at a company like New Japan, and you know what I love most about them? They just really don't care what anybody else is doing. <laughs> <laughs> they just do what they do. They just do what they do, yeah. And and they and that's why they are one they are one of the best, if not the best, wrestling promotion in the world. It's just I, I can never describe it enough, man. When you when you watch I I, I it was it happened again the, the Okada Naito match. They fucking they they announced like, Oh, we're we're twenty five minutes in or thirty five minutes in and you're just like you don't feel it. No, you, you just you, you don't. You just you don't feel it. Like when you, it, one of the things that you hear a lot. I don't know where why it became such a big deal. I know when like when Avengers Endgame came out, a lot of social media posts from like IGN and stuff like that. Like this movie is three hours long. The runtime. And everybody now cares about runtime. My thing is this. If you're entertaining, I don't give a shit. If you can't sit through an entertaining movie that's three hours long, you're not entertained. Then you're not entertained, right? <laughs> so whether... You know, there's there's been five minute videos on YouTube that I'm looking at the fucking time. Like, when is this fucking over? With? <laughs> I get it. If it's not entertaining, it's not entertaining. But you know, who cares about runtime? Russell Kingdom. I told the story well back when it was just I think it was 20, 2018. There was still one one night. I'll, I'll never forget this story. I I, I told uh, I had I had uh, one of my relatives over come from Florida. They came and stayed with me. I put I knew they were going to see other family uh, from from you know they're up north in, in, in the state that we live in. So I was like, all right, I'm just I meet my cereal. I'm watching. I turn on Russell Kingdom. He leaves. He comes back hours later. I'm still watching it. And he's like, you're still watching this show. And I was like, what time are you leaving? I didn't know he left. I know it sounds crazy, but it, I didn't know. The show was like seven and a half hours. Yeah. Seven and a half hours. And it, it just it just felt like it wasn't long enough. Yeah. You're captivated. No show. WWE marks, AEW marks. Neither one of those programs, neither one of those companies can do that to me. And there's a lot of wrestling fans like myself and Joe here that feel the same exact way. And that's why we tend to stay out of these arguments between the other companies because there is no, to me, there is no AEW versus WWE. Like if they're both good, fucking watch them. If you like one or the other, then whatever. If you're if you're a brand loyalist, you're a fucking brand loyal. Don't come at everybody else because you've been watching WWE since the Hulk Hogan era, and now you don't like it when another company comes in and says, "Hey, we're here too," and you get upset by that. Just don't. Just fucking watch your shit and shut yeah. up. <laughs> so that's my piece of advice. So uh, we're gonna wrap this up. All right. And yeah, again, the message of the day is that Bullet Club is back. Not that it ever went anywhere. Not that it ever went anywhere. But the Bullet Club that it was always designed to be is 100% back. And a lot of that is because of Jay White, but every single person that's in the Bullet Club deserves the recognition that they deserve. It, this thing this thing has always been bigger than Kenny Omega. It's been always been bigger since the Young Bucks, bigger than the Young Bucks, or AJ Styles, or Finn Balor, or Prince Devitt, whatever you want to call him. And that's by design. And that's by design. Yeah. And you don't last... Nine years off a of fluke. It just doesn't happen. Nine years of relevancy. So keep that in mind. If the, if that was your favorite era and you don't like this era, that's fine. 
But when you start saying things like, oh, this is a shittier version, that's your opinion, man. And your opinion is wrong. Jay White and, and, and Carl Anderson said it in the middle of the ring at Wrestling Dontaku, and I'm saying it right now in front of everybody listening. Jay White is the best professional wrestler in the world today. Bar none. Bar none. I agree. He has everything going for him. Everything going for him. The best part about Jay White, he understands longevity. I think a lot of people, they like flashing the pans. He's in it for the long run. And he's going to be around for a very long time. If he so chooses to. So, yeah, I just want to say, man, nine years, man. I look forward to another successful year by these guys. I And, and I mean, this thing about it, this time next year, it'd be a decade. And it's crazy. You know, it's it's not too bad from a NWO ripoff, as everybody calls it. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch us on social media, Instagram and Twitter with the handle at 20x20crew. We're on Facebook Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 wrestling talk. Come and talk to Matt and I and the rest of the guys. We are also, we also have a, an official Facebook page, Facebook.com slash 20x20 crew. And of course, you can email us, 20x20 crew at gmail.com. Our home on the web, 20x20 crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes merchandise in the light i don't know why he just did that oh it's okay yeah that was an advertisement for a show completely unrelated that's it that's us 128 is in the books as we see ming beat up on goldberg as fucking vince russo is in like his version of the Pope Mobile. <laughs> it's wow. Just I can't believe we even watched some of this folks. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then to have Clash of the Champions on the other screen with Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack coming out as, what, as what, tag as tag champs. <laughs> so just what, an, what an insult! Fucking crazy. That's gonna do it for us this time around. I'm Joe. You're Matt, and you guys have been fucking. Fantabulously fantastic. Till next time, we will see, see you, you in the, the ring. ring.